Trek program. It's time for action, Program complete. Listen when ready. <laughs> I shall enjoy my muffins while David grunts one out. I don't know what that was. Aye! Sorry, okay. since St. Patty's Day, I've been listening to a lot more Irish music, and oh, for Lord. a reason, a lot of Irish music gets a lot of, like, Viking music in with it, so there is a lot of, like, Wellerman and... Oh, I thought the, you were going to say Vikings you're, like, listening to the cores on like, repeat. Not the cores, per se. They're in there. It's on Pandora. It's a mix. Mix. Of course it is. It's good stuff. I sent it I to thought you were going for, like, a pirate thing. Any my stuff yet. No, because I'm either a, a, it is. a sleep a lot of or like, a work. A lot of it is songs about pirate stuff. Like, what do we do with a drunken sailor? It's all like dr- pirate drinking songs. You know what? My my go to now is that whenever I'm sad and drunk, Finnegan's Wake is oh, actually I I, I want to watch Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? I'm sad and drunk. That's my go to. You you cannot be sad watching Muppet Treasure Island. It just can't happen. It's true. You can't. <laughs> it is you can't. too I happy. Watched, I haven't watched that in forever. It's so good. It is good. Maybe we Jeff should do that for the holiday special this year. It's coming oh, up we're in it for the seven club. months. We, Aaron and I did it with Jeff for a movie club. We could do the Muppet Christmas Carol, which is the greatest we Muppet could. movie ever made. It's the best Christmas Carol ever made. I'll give you that one. It is the best Christmas Carol ever made. Mm, Scrooge is pretty good. It is pretty good, but it's Sc- not on par. Yeah. Scrooge <laughs> scared me as a kid. Um, it's just because it's like dark. And some of those characters like scared the shit out of me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But Muppet Christmas Carol is the best Christmas Carol version ever made. Yes. And I will die on that hill. Okay. Uh, go check out the movie club because that's where I talk about Muppet Treasure Island with uh, with uh, David and Dr. Aaron <laughs> McDonald. You're like, movie club, hey. We do. And you get to hear Dr. Aaron and I quote everything from that movie <laughs> back and much. forth for the whole episode. While the episode's 90 minutes smiles. long. Coincidentally, the exact same <laughs> amount of time the movie We is. could. We were like, I think. Movie. I think. Yeah. I think Dr. Aaron and I could get together and without any reference could do the entire movie acted out. (laughs) Yeah. That, that episode was basically like two things. It was man crushing on Tim Curry, which is valid. Uh, and just quoting the entire script. (laughs) That's all it is. We did not sing the songs though. So maybe we need to re-record it and sing all the songs. We we could do an updated version. Like a cabin fever. (sighs) (laughs) It's so good. I know because we, when we were on the cruise, I wanted to go up to her and be like, like on like, you know, the rat cruise. But we just yeah. like, we didn't see we didn't get to see Aaron as much because she was like super fucking busy because she, 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 she did like a ton of shit on the cruise. <laughs> <Pie> yeah. <rat>. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Who's your peeling the paint off the shuffleboard? The shuffleboard. <laughs> <laughs> I know every time you say shuffleboard now and like the shuffleboard court. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to the Nerd Trek Podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I'm Jeff, and I'm here with David. Hey, guys. And Phil. Hey, everybody. Uh, today, we are discussing DS9 Season 2, Episode 20, The Maquis, Part 1, original air date, April 24th, 1994. So this is the official introduction of The Maquis. 
Um, obviously, we've had that from TNG, and if you've seen Voyager, they it's part of Voyager. It's a huge beginning of Voyager, plot thing. Yeah. Um, but we do get a lot of them in TNG, and of course, that's what like you know, Rolaren in TNG joins the Maquis eventually. Blah 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 blah. But this is their first official introduction of of the. Of oh, the that's where I've heard it before. Okay. That's I knew what I heard I mean. it from somewhere, and I was like, I know it's not the future stuff, so it was the real yeah. and thing. Gotcha. Well, and yeah. and that's one of, I mean, obviously we chose to do, to do this format, but that is one of the disadvantages to because these the, the this was airing at the same time as as like TNG season, I don't know five six whatever six. Yeah, yeah it was this or cross back and forth between shows and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, that'll and, be our second not... run through of the Nerd Trek podcast. No, we're not <laughs> we coordinated enough to, to do that. So and we're like. So yeah. we, I, I'm sticking with our theme, but anyways, but this is the official introduction. So basically we're good. Um, so this kind of alludes back obviously to the Federation Cardassian war and the treaty. And there's those people kind of in this demilitarized zone, which bothers me that they say that all the time. No one ever says DMZ and it bothers me. And I don't know why. Yeah. Really? Um, after, after they've said it a couple of times, you'd think they would slip like, that in and just, just like, DMZ. Shorten, but yeah. Yeah. Um, whatever. So there's like Cardassian settlements, which are in Federation space. There's like human settlements in Cardassian space. And then if you go back to it also, there's that episode of TNG where they go to the yes. planet, which is like mostly native Americans. And that's where like Wesley becomes a that's traveler. Where Wesley becomes a traveler. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's that kind of like forced relocation. Like, do you want to stay here? Which we also, we get goal. Kev goal, whatever. One of the goals is fucking, it's, it's the same guy from that episode as well. One of the Cardassians. I don't know what his name is. I just made that. No, that's true. I didn't make you, it up. You 100% made that up. I did not. It's the same Cardassian when they go to it. Oh, fuck. I have to look it up. See, no, I have to look it up. Okay, uh, but you made Gol- the name up. Golovec. Okay, Avec. Okay. Golovec. I, yeah. See, now I just want to make a meme with a bunch of Cardassians on it and call it Flock of Gulls. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's your next shirt after all with that, all with They'll that have the floppy hair. hair, hair the yeah. Dude, we seem to make Star Trek cover band shirts. Jars of Odo. <laughs> Flock of Goals. I'm on board with this. Oh, like, that would be interesting. That would be good. Business meeting. Business meeting. Business <laughs> meeting. Um, so that's basically what this is. There's um, these settlers feel that the Cardassians are funneling in weapons to their citizens. So they're starting to fight back and say, like, well, okay, this is going to open up a war, blah, 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 blah. So let's start with Phil. What are your thoughts on, on this episode? Part one from what, I mean, this may mix, but let's stick with part one. Yeah. So the whole, uh, it's so hard because this whole big episode, it really, it, it sets the stage for a lot of stuff that's going to happen. Um, and it, it, it does, a, it does a really good job setting it up. So yeah, the part one is good. We kind of get like the base. Okay. These are, these are the people, this is what's going on. This is what we think is happening. And we kind of start to see the relationship um, between commander Cisco and um, uh, what's the other guy's name? Shit, now. No, no, no. Um, oh, the other, um, the, the other commander the other that he like his best friend. Oh, right, Hudson. Uh, Hudson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cal Hudson. Cal yeah. Hudson. Cal and his dog Spot. Um, <laughs> some people will get that. What's that from? Oh my God. 
I just thought I don't, you've lived in Southern California your whole damn life. Well, no, I haven't. Most of it. Cal I have. Worthington I still don't get it. Spot. No, I don't know what that's from. Who's that from? Who's Cal Worthington? What? Hey, hey everybody, just fucking listen. say this it. This is how we know Phil is that much older. This than is how old, this is how much older <laughs> I am than all of you. <laughs> Cal Worthington, the car, the car dealer. No. Oh my God! All throughout like the 80s and 90s. I moved he here in 2000. Go see cow, go see cow, go see cow. And he has a dog spot, and it was never a dog. It was like a cow or a goat or a chicken or a lion. Yeah. Oh I didn't God. pay attention to car commercials I, until I was go, go to YouTube, yeah, 2000s. and Google Cal Worthington commercials. Oh, okay. They're, they're very entertaining. The only <laughs> reference I can give you is like Cerritos Auto Square. Yeah, and my I remember wife that in the background is saying, go see cow, go see cow, go see cow. All right, continue on. Yeah, so you get the, you kind of see the relationship between uh cisco and hudson commander hudson and um it's it's really interesting because it's like when the episode when this part breaks off we don't know kind of what his role is in this but i kind of think cisco has an idea of like okay maybe he's working with these people and just the, the way it kind of plays out so something smells like bullshit <laughs> it's yeah it's and i think and i think cisco is starting to sniff it out yeah. um uh, just from the way things have gone and and how he's like oh, i don't know i don't know nothing nothing's happening here everything is fine um so yeah he's a little too close to everything that's going on and it's really interesting and we have a ship blow up which is yeah, always too. really interesting and how many so, people were on that ship jeffrey on that ship specifically, 78. Hey, that's a lot of death. It is. But <laughs> there is 79 mm-hmm. deaths in this episode because they do kill the 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 Maquis member who planted the bomb. So there's 79 total in this episode. I, and I believe no one dies in the next one. But, yeah, we'll get to that later. There's 79 in this one, though. So yeah. you're welcome. All righty. So that brings our kill tracker to our standard TOS of 1650, our standard TNG of 30,028, and now 1,029 DS9 deaths. We've crossed 1,000 for a total of 32,707 souls lost in Star Trek thus far. I don't think we have any shenanigans in this one either. We are shenaniganless in the last well, couple episodes. Yeah, I mean, Cork sells a bunch of weapons to yeah. him, but... Let's talk about that. I think uh, okay. that's kind of a standard practice for him. So I'm not, yeah. I was not going to count it as a shenanigan. Yeah, same. Okay. Which is doing his usual shady would, shit. Well, I was going to say he was, I mean, I guess he was still planning on supplying her with the stuff, but it seemed more shenanigan that he was trying to like get in her pants more than he was trying to cut a deal with her. That's not uh, a shenanigan. I, that's I, just oh, he was, shenanigan that? No, he was going okay. to for the price of one. Yeah. Yeah. I like True. Quark in these last several episodes especially you know i know we talked about the one where he's in love with the 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 old cardassian flame yeah who Mm. who comes back um profit and loss yeah um there's a lot of layers that i think armin shimmerman puts into quark of like especially behind that 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 much makeup you know it's like how do you express and emote and and kind of but he does i'm i'm Every episode that we see with him, I'm just more and more impressed about of, of what a layered character Quark is. Yeah, it's true. He's like an onion. He's like well, an onion. And, and he subscribes to the 34th rule of acquisition, which is war, war is good for business. Yes. 
And he also subscribes to the 35th rule. What's that? Peace is good for business. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good for business, baby. And we get both of them in these two episodes. War is good for business. Peace is good for business. It's true. Uh, yeah, so this one, so we get a lot of that. We don't officially even, they don't even say the word, the Maquis and toward, towards the very end. And this one kind of ends on a cliffhanger, which is where, where Cisco learns that Cal is with the Maquis. Um, but this, I mean, but this was definitely filmed as like just one giant episode, and then yeah, you know, split it you up. Can tell there's there's the continuity there, yeah, and then they're just like, it's we'll make it two, yeah. and it is yeah. one of the few times that we have a two parter that isn't at a cliffhanger of like a, a season going into another yeah. season. They just they just right. chuck it in the middle of the season. Yeah, which is great though, I think, because it's it it's a good story. I mean, and this creates so much more conflict and stuff going forward for DS9 and for Voyager. Yeah. Um, and then of course going into, you know, TNG as well. Yeah. And they realized they couldn't tell this entire story in 44 minutes that it, oh needed God, to be it would split be terrible. Up, but, yeah. Yeah. If, Cause we've seen what happens when they try and, and jam an hour's worth of storytelling into 44 minutes and it's a train wreck. And yeah. in this case, even more so, cause there's just so much going on this up, this episode in part two does a lot of heavy lifting for the mm. future. Um, and just bringing in the Maquis as, as uh, I don't want to say a foe, but as almost like another character, it's like yeah. they are always going to be in the background now. Well, and I think too because I mean I think DS9 is splitting away from this a bit, but you know it does go back to that kind of genes thing of like okay we're so advanced in the, in in the future we don't have conflict, so we have to have conflict with someone else, and I think DS9 does better where they do have internal conflict because that's just, Mm -hmm. you know, that's how people grow and that's what you need. Um, So I think this gives them some of that external conflict. Yeah. I was going to say, it gives them external conflict. They do have a little bit of internal, but it's minimal stuff. Like they have, you know, Quark rubs Kira the wrong way or Odo kind of plays off of him and jokes that he's going to arrest him and never let him out or anything like that or get him killed. It's it's Um, stuff like that. But yeah, right. and then the major conflicts is always with someone external. Yeah. Well, and even Kira is like, dude, she's fully on board. She's like, the Cardassians suck. Like, we should side with the Maquis on this. And mm-hmm. she's just all on board. Um, yeah. Which is always an interesting thing with with her because, I mean, obviously, and then dealing with Gold Dukat as well is like, she hates him to no end. But oh, yeah. she follows, you know, she follows Cisco and is like kind of stays with his plan. Well, yeah. But she's just like, fuck this. Well, and the, she's and got the, the little external, little internal conflict makes sense because they're not all Starfleet. Sorry, Phil. No, but, no, you're fine. Hmm. Um, and and Kira knows. I mean, they've just come out of a twenty-something year war with the Cardassians, and and she knows how fragile the piece is, and doesn't want. I mean, it it seems like the Cardassians do, too, at this point. They don't want to go back to war with the Federation and vice versa. Yeah. So trying to get this Paki thing put down mm-hmm. seems to be everybody's priority. When Cisco kind of says as such, I think it was this episode where Kira was like, I know I shouldn't get in the middle of it. And he's like, but you're going to give me your opinion anyways. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yes. Like, yeah, you did the precursor, but I know it's coming. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like Cisco. I think he, I mean, obviously it's the beginnings of it in this episode, which then continues into the next one. But, you know, he's just full, you know, this is the, uh, this is the Federation. This is, we have to abide by 
the treaty, there are rules, and and yeah. in which I think you start to see that kind of splinter a bit, um, which we'll get into the next episode because that last speech towards the end, like he's like, I mean, it's, he, I think even he's losing some some faith in in the Federation. Yeah, and he's like, well, well, and we'll kind of get into this one in the in the next episode. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're saying they're they're like, damn it, they're Federation citizens. It's like, why right. would they? Why would Federation citizens do this? Like, it's almost unbelievable that something like this would happen. Yeah, because they're yeah, because in in theory, you're like, oh, it's you know, there's no need, there's no want, there's you know, we're just perfect little beings, and you're like, that's not mm-hmm. how this works. It reminds what me is- of, of of Shrek when they're like. Welcome to Duloc. It is quite a town. <laughs> Everybody was all happy. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much in this, you see him. Uh, Cisco gets thrown into the gray area, and he walks that tightrope pretty well of that idea. Because you're right, he is like this is Starfleet, and he has his opinions inside of Starfleet, and you can see it start to the reality starting to set in that Starfleet is all sunshine and rainbows. But he also is aware of where he is, what he's dealing with, and that he may have to bend the rules. Not quite break them, but he's got to bend them to to get to where he needs to get to a lot of the time and save lives, Mm -hmm. which is what the Federation stands for as a whole instead of necessarily like what the rules are. And so it's kind of nice to see that. Yeah, and then that's why I like, too, his relationship with Dukat in in this one because – and fucking – Tukat is such an like a, a fascinating character for me because you you want to hate him you're like he's just a slimy bastard mm-hmm. like how he sneaks into Cisco's quarters and he's like <laughs> yeah did he kill Jake we don't know, I don't know. Um, but then as you progress you're kind of like okay he's got some good points Cisco's got like it's kind of like a let's make friends because we have a common enemy but then like you're still out for it and you're you're a dick at heart uh, but he's such I mean but like Mark Alameo plays him so beautifully. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's still but, fucking creepy. Yeah. No, it still <laughs> is. But he plays him in such a way where he's like, he's kind of charming, but you're like, I just, he would also stab you. Oh, but he's so, also so many times. Hell, yeah. He's just. Like, oh yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Oh, oh. So much. Um. Yeah, I thought this was a solid episode. I I like the introduction because I don't think I've ever seen the introduction of the Maquis and. In, in this this episode, I mean, in, like I remember them from TNG, mm-hmm. um, but just because I haven't seen DS9 as much, um, so this this was solid. I like how they they show yeah. their side of it and kind of what's going on. Try and make them likable now. Yeah, or at least give them like there's a this reason. Is what, this is what we're fighting for, this. and this is why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, but it's always that 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 argument of like, okay, on one side they're terrorists, but to other people they're like freedom fighters so it's like well which side do you take yeah Yeah. it's like they just want their homes and it's like okay yeah but we have this peace treaty it's like well yeah but we were here before your peace treaty so yeah it's like yeah i can kind of see where they're coming from oh yeah absolutely which is is definitely interesting yeah um is there a devometer rating on this one or are you going to save it for the part one and as, as a whole I mean, have it, yeah. I'm going to save it for part two as a whole. But this was definitely, this would be above a five. This is not negative, especially for a first half. But it definitely is a first half. Like, it's almost impossible to judge on its own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is definitely one of those where it's not, it it is one big story. You have to watch the entire thing. It's not just a, let's give you a quick recap and, and, and you're all good. 
which is Absolutely, unfortunately yeah. what we had to do back in the day. Right. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like, ah. yeah. What I like about the Maquis too is that it's like there's there's a Vulcan, there's like a Klingon, there's mm-hmm. there, there's a Bolian, like there's it's not just like one group, it's like all kinds of groups. Oh yeah, it's a whole bunch if, of people that think they've been done wrong. Yeah. So. Well, dude, the fact that you can get a Vulcan to join, you know, if you want to call it a terrorist group, whatever, is like fascinating. That's cool. Fascinating. It's fascinating. <laughs> well, it is. And to have her be the one that's like doing the deal to supply yeah. weapons and stuff to him. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's end it on that one because I think we can tie up a lot more stuff for part two and discuss yeah. kind of the overarching themes uh, in part two. But um, yeah. I'd say for you guys, part one, good so far? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. that's good. Very good. Very good. Okay. Very good. All right, cool. Then let's end it on that one. Uh, we'll dive more into part two and then we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, David? Alrighty, yeah. Find out what's your nerd trick at thenerdtrick.com, where we got links to our social medias. You can see our smiling faces. You can buy some of our stuff at Bonfire. And when you are done teaming up with your worst enemy, you can give us a five-star rating and review. We'll read that out over the air. And while you're there, check out Aiming to Misbehave, a Firefly podcast similar to this, where I make these two yokels see all of Firefly with my co-pilot Kara, and they didn't hate it. True. We, no. You didn't hate it. Just Shut up. <laughs> Just kidding. We miss you, Kara. I know. Yeah. We need to have Kara back on for something. We That's need true. to have Kara back on. That's true. She's she's Kara. Yep. All right. That's it for us. Thank you for listening. Go listen to part two, which will release in several days from this. But just wait. Yay. Our, our next normal releasing day after this, it will be released. <laughs> yes. That thing that, that David said. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Thanks for listening. We will catch you on the next one. See ya. Bye, everybody.